those are the products that are being created. That's the demographic they're being created for. And my mission is to make it so that the next generation of outdoor recreation leaders are building businesses and not just nonprofits because capital actually gives us power to make change, right? So I want diverse people to not only be represented in images, which we make sure on our social media, online, like everywhere, we make sure it's diverse images, but also building leaders. Jess and I both mentor other founders and like we're really passionate about building leaders who will build more leaders and those people representing diverse voices. No, I think it's, I mean, obviously the things on social media are not always representative of the reality of this community. And especially like when you look at like hashtag van life, it's all, you know, white women butts out the van. And I think that's probably another reason we've wanted to kind of distance ourselves from that identity is because we do want to create a more inclusive space and we want people to feel comfortable and safe within our app, within our community. When they meet other people in our community, we want them to have the same values. Obviously not everyone's identical, but we need to embrace that um, together as a community. Welcome to the Raw and Wild Hearts, a place where the raw the unfiltered, the wild hearts gather to celebrate triumphs and hardships, learn from each other, grow together, and break down a culture rooted in fear. We will talk, we will laugh, and we will lean on each other about everyday life experiences that we could all use a little support through, and then we'll bask in the wild, magical beings that we are. My philosophy is that by embracing the dark, we may just let in the light. I am your host, Lori Rising healer, educator, writer, adventurer, retreat leader, birth defender, and animal enthusiast and activist, along with my wild heart sidekick kitty, Jesus the Brave, we'd like to invite you to get excited about the wild heart revolution. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode. It's called Van Life, The Seeker Way with Brianne Asio and Jess Schisler. We sit down today to chat about their app called Seeker, which has helped thousands of outdoor enthusiasts connect and find resources. Through empowerment, connection, and support, their app promises to make your life while on the road a home. Oh, so I chat with Brianne and Jess all about their separate journeys into van life and what motivated them to join forces to create and nurture deeper community in this space. Because y'all know that I'm living in van life now, right? I think I'm almost three months in. It has been a wild three months. We also get into how important it is to build a life you love, create community for social wellness, find and offer authenticity in mental health, Keep your dream alive amidst the setbacks, the reasons behind their rebrand, and the importance of diversity and inclusion in the entire adventure industry. It's a very informative and important conversation to have, whether you're in van life or not. I oftentimes find the energies that pop up in van life are, at their core, the deep messages and themes that are true to human life. I'm super excited for you to hear their mission and messages today. So thank you for being here and sharing in these stories, experiences, and 
life wisdoms. If you're new here, welcome to the Wild Heart Revolution. I'm so stoked to have you. And if you are a longtime listener, hey Super stoked you're here. There are several ways to work with me if you're resonating with the vibration I'm sharing. You can check out my website and sign up for my newsletter. I have several freebies and inspirations in there, including a five-week living pain-free challenge, super fun, and guides to living in your wild, beautiful heart. I have an off the hook awakening your life force retreat coming up this fall in Mexico or Costa Rica. So stay tuned for more deets on that because I have been cultivating a higher dimensional experience. You will only believe when you experience it, babes. Like, oh, it's so, so good. I also have two very beneficial recordings coming out this month that will wildly support your higher consciousness practice your wellness, and your alignment. I offer online soul expansion sessions that include over 20 years of practice in holistic health, intuitive guidance, and spiritual living. I'm feeling super giddy about all this. I do hope you jump in in whatever way feels aligned. Go to therawandwildhearts.com or the links below in the show notes. And then there's the Patreon community. I am really putting more intention and energy over here. So if you are enjoying these messages and feeling support from them, it's a great place to come hang out and have a fabulous exchange. So first off, huge shout out to our new Wild Heart patrons, Amy Rehagen. Hello, Kelly Hurstein, yo mama, and Tova Cole, what up, what up? Okay, and lastly, let's quickly chat about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. That's Better H-E-L-P. So we touch on the importance of mental health today and how to decrease the stigma that can surround it. Normalizing therapy is a start. If you feel that telehealth is for you, BetterHelp may be a wonderful option. We are living in super intense times and changes, and I'll tell you that Having a therapist to navigate them for integration is a huge key to magnetizing the potentials even quicker. BetterHelp is growing so fast and they have thousands of therapists to get matched with according to your specific needs. They have several financial plans to choose from and make it super easy to change therapists at any time. And as a Wild Heart Warrior, you can get 10% off your first month when you go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash raw and wild hearts or go below and click on the link in the show notes. Okay, on to today's episode. We are named for the seekers in this world, those of us looking to explore, connect, and get outside. The seeker story starts in 2016 with two couples ready for a change of pace, but fully unaware of the challenges ahead. Brianne Osseo, Jessica Schisler, and their respective partners both separately began building and living out their van life dreams, which has brought us to Seeker, the app. Brianne Asio, CEO and co-founder, is a serial entrepreneur, speaker, influencer, and community organizer in the outdoor travel and recreation industry. A former professor, she capitalized on her academic background in interpersonal communication, conflict resolution, and diversity to build thriving company cultures within her businesses. As an underestimated founder who has found some early success, Brianne is passionate about bringing others up in the startup ecosystem and building a new generation of leaders. Starting her van life story in 2017, Asio and her wife have traveled all around the country in their converted van, all while building community, 
teams, and helping others get outside. Jessica Schisler, COO and co-founder, is focused on making impact. After 16 years in medical research and science communications, Schisler decided she'd rather spend her time traveling than commuting. She started a remote science consulting business, sold everything she owned, and moved into a camper van. But living on the road and working remotely had its own share of struggles, namely finding beautiful remote campsites with great self-service and difficulty connecting with a nomadic community. Schisler has lived in a Mercedes Sprinter camper van since 2017, traveling to 49 states, 24 national parks, and seven countries. Please welcome Jess Schisler and Brianne Asio. Hello, Jess and Brianne. Thank you for joining the Wild Heart Revolution. Hello, hello, Lori. Thank you for having us. Yes, I'm so stoked that this came together and we are all here. The trio is happening. I do like to start with a toaster or a prayer to the Wild Heart Warriors in our light, especially our dark, and in all of our magic and glory. May we continue to elevate consciousness through honesty, humor, humility, gentle care, soul-wrenching growth, and ownership, and to us, and to creating and nurturing community. Yes! Cheers. cheers. Yes, cheers. Mmm. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Welcome. This is Jess and Brianne of the Seeker app. I was about to say the Van Life app, but it is it has transitioned into the Seeker app. So I want to start with getting a little backstory on each of you and how you came together to create this beautiful community. So I uh, was a professor of communication at a university, and my wife was a fifth grade teacher. And we were in a place where we were like, well, we have the summers to travel, but we also have real jobs for the first time. So maybe we should get a bigger house. And we ended up deciding to invest in a van and convert it out, keep our small place and travel for the summer. Um, We built out our van and took off in 2017 for the first time. And we just fell in love and we met the community towards the end of our trip. Uh, we went to this gathering up in Nia Bay that uh, Emily and Corey from where's my office now were hosting. And we just, we just fell in love with the community. It's people who are, are looking for something different in their lives who were um, like intentionally building a life that they wanted rather than following the steps that are, you know, that we're supposed to take, that we're told to take in our society. So um, what I realized though, is that despite the fact that this lifestyle is amazing and incredible and fun and free and, you know, all this stuff, there are some major challenges to the lifestyle. Loneliness being one, we, despite having my wife, like we were super lonely. Um, And number two is like, where do you sleep at night? Because finding locations to sleep where you're not going to get a knock at your door or, you know, feel sketched out because you're on the side of the road uh, is hard. So we, at that point, tried to make the lifestyle more accessible. Um, I started three businesses at the same time. One was uh, SD camper vans where we built uh, custom campers for people. We built about a hundred in a couple years. Um, the, the other one was a rental company 
Um, but I realized that those two businesses were taking me away from traveling, which is what we were so passionate about and what we were wanting to help other people do. So um, I decided to go full in on the Van Life app, which is now Seeker, um, because I could impact more people and I could also live the life that I wanted to live rather than being forced to a life that I didn't. So that's the story. And I guess uh, about a year into Seeker, I met Jess on the road through Instagram. And I guess, Jess, do you want to take over from here? Sure. Um, and I guess I'll kind of bring the lead into where the, our stories combine. Um, so similarly, 2016, my husband and I were, you know, doing, doing the life that we were supposed to do. We both had careers. You know, I had worked my whole life to be like working in uh, research science. Um, I'm actually a biochemist by training. So I'd been working in this industry for this like big, long goal. Um, and then I realized that I, I was spending my days commuting four hours a day between Baltimore and DC and just like not actually feeling happy with the home and the job and the career. And like, it just wasn't bringing happiness. Um, and so my husband and I decided to go for this long um, backpacking trip in the Tetons. And so on the way we saw this van for sale and I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. Like on the East coast, there just wasn't, there just wasn't vans like this. So it was this beautiful sprinter van. I think it was like a road truck or something. And it was $120,000. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Like who can afford that? Um, I'm like, that's the price of a house. And then, so as we're backpacking with like no internet, just everything we have on our backs, we're like, this simplicity is happiness. And I was like, well, what if we did, what if we looked at a van more like a home and like it's a mortgage payment or it's a rent payment um, to like finance this van. Um, and we did not buy that van because it's still way too much for our, our budget at the time. So we got back to Baltimore, found a used van on online, bought the first one that we saw, outfitted it out in the next six months, and then spent those six months trying to figure out how to, you know, quit our jobs, um, start our own businesses, you know, find a renter for our house. Um, and then we hit the road and it was supposed to be a one year road trip. And uh, obviously here we are like four and a half years later, I still live in a van. Um, and it's just this thing that keeps getting better. Like the more we travel, the more we see, the more people we meet, the more community we have, um, it just keeps getting better. So um, where our stories combine is that in that kind of first few months that I was traveling, Brianne and Lacey um, had also started traveling. And so we were Instagramming and sharing our stories and we had found each other on Instagram first. So we originally met, you know, on a social media platform. And so my journey took me from Baltimore to Seattle and then all the way down to San Diego. And her journey was San Diego up to Seattle. And we realized that we had crossed paths and never even known it because there was no ability for us to see where we were. People post on social media late, you know, for safety reasons. Um, so we never were able to meet up. And um, one day in, I guess, spring of 2018, my husband and I got into a very bad car accident. And so our, our van was totaled by a herd of elk in Idaho. Um, and obviously this is devastating for a person that lives in their van um, and we were homeless and I did not know what to do. 
um, there, there was like outpouring of support from the community. Um, but the only person who called me was Brianne, a person I'd never met before. And she called me and she said, Hey, I've got this shop in San Diego, um, where we build camper vans. And I also have a rental fleet of camper vans. I'd love for you to come stay in one of my rentals. And then you can build in my shop and like, just, you know, regroup yourself here in San Diego at my home. And I was like, this is the most kind person I've ever met. Like who offers this to a complete stranger on the internet? So it just like, it was like, okay, this is the character of person that Brienne is. Um, I did not end up taking that offer because we needed to go see family. But as soon as we finished the build, like she was the first stop um, that we made. And so from then on, we traveled, we realized that we worked well together. And from then on, it was like, okay, we're in this together. Let's do this. Um, and I guess it's been a few years now, two and a half, three years almost. And um yeah, it, I, I guess it's, it's been really cool to see the Van Life app, which is now Seeker, kind of blossom into this resource for the community. Um, so I guess that's our, our little meet cute story. Yes, there's so many things I want to highlight there. First of all, um, if you're listening to this podcast, you can't see Brienne, but she has a hat on that says kindness, pass it on, which I love. And as you were saying that, as you were talking about her offer, my whole body got goosebumps. You know, that is true living. That's true humanity. And, you know, we get so caught up in the rat race that sometimes we forget about that. And so I just want to like honor you, Brianne, for really bringing that and being a part of that movement. The kindness movement in this collective is what is going to save the world, quite honestly. So thank you so much for that. And then I want to say, Brianne, so you and your wife, you literally were looking at investing in a big house and then you completely switched and moved into buying a van. Yep. And then to piggyback on that, Jess, you were saying that when you were backpacking, you and your husband were like, this is happiness to us. So isn't it so liberating to realize that we don't have to work our asses off to have two weeks of happiness. Like we can actually work to combine that and bring that joy in our life and like create a life and a liberated path in that way. Yeah, I think like you're, you're right on. So a lot of people think that you have to sacrifice in order to have the things that you want. And it's like this balance of, you know, I'm going to work for 80% of my life and then have fun for the other 20% so that I can have fun the other 20%. But I think Jess and my philosophy is is the same in that we want to design a life that that we love that is good for us. It's not just a vacation. It's not just like temporary satisfaction. Like we are trying to build the things we love into our entire lives, including our businesses. And a lot of people think that you have to sacrifice you know, money or whatever to do that. And yeah, for a period of time, you definitely do. I, I'm not going to say starting businesses is easy because it, it is not, but, <laughs> but we like my decision to buy real estate, right? Like real estate as nice. opposed to real estate was actually a better investment financially and, and for my life, um, because the returns on real estate are, are actually better than houses at the moment. And you can leverage less, uh, to get more. So, um, yeah, like you don't have to sacrifice 
you choose what you sacrifice, right? And too many people choose their happiness, which is why people are like, you're living my dream as opposed to I'm living my dream. So Mm -hmm. uh, like our mission together, like we think that we can really impact people to like build happiness into their lifestyle. Right. Well, and I think we're also sacrificing our health because when we sacrifice our happiness and we're living in such a stressful state, that's what creates dis-ease in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so really even looking at combining all of it together with your business, your lifestyle, what gives you freedom and happiness is a way to better health on a daily basis and on a long-term basis. Yeah, absolutely. Even in my first year of van life, just having that balance of like nature right outside my door and a balance of like healthy work hours, I lost 10 pounds. Like I, it was just all stress weight. Um, And so like having even just that like health, like it was like physical health that was impacted by like this choice to be happy. Okay. So you're both living van life, correct? I'm part-time. I actually sold my van at the beginning of the year. Um, and we are hopefully getting another van soon, but we have an SUV that we're part-time in. Okay. Okay. So we travel like six months out of the year. And then we have our place in San Diego for stability, um, to build these businesses and stuff like that. Okay. So rapid fire questions for each of you. What's your favorite part of van life and what's the most difficult part of van life? Go first, Jess. Favorite is this like mobility. I get bored easily. So like, I like to wake up in a new place every day or every few days. Um, So I, I, there's never a bored uh, moment when you're in a van. And then I, if I keep going into my like least favorite things, um, it's the space, like it's very small. So like you can spread out outside, but like I have a partner. And so like when you're walking, you have to be very aware of like when you're bumping into each other. And so just that kind of like being in close quarters is something you have to get used to. My favorite thing is the freedom to go whenever I want to go. Uh, like if we want to go, if, if we don't have enough money to afford a hotel, we have a van or an SUV. We can just go out and go wherever we want for however long we want. Uh, and, and we have that freedom with it. So I love that. Also the community, don't want to forget about the community. Like that, that is one of the top things. Um, and then my least favorite is uh, r- trying to run a company um, while moving constantly is very difficult. Jess, Jess knows that intimately. Uh, and a lot of people know that intimately, if you do full-time van life, it is hard and it's hard to get your routine down. So that's probably my least favorite is, is the struggle of like finding a good place to set up and have, having that routine. I completely Mm -hmm. agree with all of those sentiments. Um, when I first started the first, uh, two weeks were complete panic attack because of the space. And I was like, so claustrophobic. It was me and my little blind kitty. And I was claustrophobic with her. <laughs> I, was like, I don't even know. I, and then I was like, how do couples do van life? I couldn't even understand. I thought I was going to adopt a dog. And I was like, hell no, there's not even space for me and my cats. <laughs> but that, that has shifted. Like, you know, I think any transition can be really intense and it can feel really uncomfortable, especially when you've been living some kind of status quo life for so long. And then you change into, even if it's a dream, you're going to go through some discomfort as you make that transition. And then you're going to find the joy and the expansion of it Mm -hmm. for sure, which I've definitely 
kind of dropped into, but then I'll shoot into Brianne's answer, which is the business part and finding the sell signal. Like I want to be out in the wilderness. I'm so stoked for that, but then I don't have a sell signal. So then the work starts piling up and I'm getting anxiety about getting the workout. So finding that balance is really something, um, that I'm still looking for. Do you feel like your app has that offering for people to help them find that balance in van life? Yeah. And it's actually like one of the biggest reasons like that I wanted to build the app was because I wanted to have uh, more information about cell service in the campsites that we have listed. So we have real time, not real time, but uh, real user data. So like if you go to a campground, you can review it. You can say that I have AT&T or Verizon or whatever cell provider you have. You can put the bars, you can you can, t- you can share if you're using a cell service booster. Um, and so we've kind of created this, this culture of like, you, can you work here basically? Can you do a Zoom call at this like Wi-Fi shop? So we have Wi-Fi locations and then real cell service. Um, because what I'd found is that I'd be like looking at those map overlays of the cell service. And I'd be like, okay, this, camp, this campsite has cell service, let's do it. Drive an hour down a dirt road, get there. And then you realize that there is actually not cell service um, oh. because those, those maps just don't cut it. And so um, <laughs> then you have to leave at 6 a.m. because you have work to do in the morning. So um, yeah, we definitely are trying to solve for that, that pain point for the community. Fantastic. Yeah. I've done that. I've done that in the California mountains and I spent like seven hours driving extra. And I was like, uh, I can't do this. That was right before the, I met Jess at the descend on La Sierra van life meetup, which was super fun. And I was right in the beginning and I was just exhausted from driving so much, trying to find cell service and a great place to stay for sure. So I just want to say that I got on your app. I don't know maybe a year ago or something like that. And then I got on today. I'm sorry. I got on your Instagram and today I looked and you have blown up since when I started, I don't remember what the numbers were, but I looked today and there was like 79,000 or something like that. I don't know, but I'm so stoked for you. I was like, Hey, Oh, that's awesome. You are putting the work in, you are creating such a beautiful community. There's a couple of things I want to talk about, but you have meetups online especially during COVID, which I thought was ingenious. And I was stoked to be a part of them. Tell me a little bit about the evolution of that. Yeah. So we, ever since I went to that gathering in Nia Bay, um, I came back to San Diego and I was like, I need to bring the community together because it was so impactful for me to meet like-minded people. And I knew there were a bunch of van lifers in San Diego that passed through. So that uh, August, when I got back, I hosted my first meetup. I, I told my wife, I was like, I want to get 50 vans out here just for the day. Um, and she rolled her eyes, but like told me, okay, let's try. And I ended up getting 50 vans that first meetup at Fiesta Island. Um, and I hosted those meetups for a good year or two before the van life app took over. Um, but it was like every other month for, for since, uh, 2017 until COVID hit, we would meet in San Diego. Um, our last meetup before COVID had over 500 rigs. So we, it, it, it just like became its own thing. And community has always been at the center of what we do. Um, and I guess it's really because 
I, I was a communication professor. I have always known and, and valued and, and um, like really tried to help people with, with social connection. Cause that's the number one thing that's correlated to our like life satisfaction and well-being and longevity. So like I wanted to create that community and that first meetup, uh, someone came up to me with like tears in her eyes. And she said, I didn't know there were people out here like me. Mm. And it was just that, 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 that was my purpose. I was like, this is what I need to do. Um, so since then, uh, van life app got involved, helped build it to like this big thing that happened every other month. And then COVID hit and we decided to take it virtual. Yeah. So then when COVID hit, we, uh, then had every, we, we call it meetup Mondays and it was the first Monday of every month and it's a free event. All of our events are free. Um, for the community to attend and we would have band tours we'd have like the first one we had we actually had like a Harvard doctor come in and talk to us about COVID and like how we can you know we had public lands people come in and talk to us about like how do we use public lands during COVID Um, and then from there we had a lot of social mixers which I think people loved Um, and so we basically put people into breakout rooms randomly and then they were able to like just make a new friend or like talk to someone that lives like they do and like have this unifying connection. And I honestly think that's one of the most beautiful things about the community is that regardless of where you're coming from, like how much money you have, whatever the, your, your situation in life, like we've all chosen to come travel and like prioritize this like mobility in our life. And that common thread throughout the community is, is just so incredibly powerful and like grounding and that nothing else matters right like we're here we're together and that's that's fucking awesome and I think like the most incredible part about this this is the thing I'm most excited about right now so you know we've worked really hard on this app over the past few years and it is finally it's in an amazing place this as of a year ago like it's in an incredible place and what we've been able to do recently is empower people to hold their own events. So now the thing that we were doing, other people, we're now giving other people a platform to do it. And if you go onto the app, you'll see like events all over the United States of people just bringing other people together. And that is the lasting impact that we can have. It's not, it's not us hosting, hosting event. It's us giving other people a platform to build community, um, which is, is just incredible to me. I love it. I, you know, it can be a little overwhelming with all of the information out there about van life at this point. Like even when I was doing my van build, I would, the YouTube would, uh, basically blow my head apart, but I love getting on your app and actually looking at the meetups. Cause even when I was starting, I was like, I really want to go to meetups, but I don't know, is there a secret code to them? Like, I don't know how to find them. So it's great to be able to go on and be like, oh, am I going to be in that area? That would be super cool to meet other people, you know, and you're right. There's just, there's a common thread and like an unspoken language between people that live on the road, which I, I totally love. Okay. So about the virtual meetups, because I attended them, I really want to highlight this part of them. Cause I think it's freaking awesome. The way that you focus on mental health, because I feel like you really were giving people an invitation to check in with themselves, but be really honest because it was anonymous. And so they could get super honest within themselves and share that with others. 
And then it allowed people to actually witness the change that community produces because you checked in again at the end. Yeah. And for those listening that, that have not been to our virtual events, uh, we use a stoplight check-in system. And so green means you're all good. Nothing's too bad in your life. Yellow is like, you know, things aren't great, but you see the end in sight. Um, red is like, you need urgent mental health. And sometimes we throw in an orange in there. Um, to, so, cause there's not necessarily, it's not black and white. Um, and so basically what we do is check in both with ourselves, like you said, and this ability to, to like see where other people are at. And so like in our team meetings, we do this verbally. So it's not anonymous, like the, the polls that we use on the zoom meetings. Um, but we, it's just an ability to like be aware of where people are mentally and approach them with care if needed. Um, and of course we're not mental health professionals, but like even just listening or hearing people can sometimes make a difference. And then we, we did this poll where it was like, how connected do you feel to community at the beginning? And then we did it at the end. And it was just like always like fives, you know, like it was always the highest score at the end because um, people are really feeling connected at these things. So we're looking forward to like having these obviously more in person now that like some of the COVID restrictions have lifted and then probably going to a reduced schedule on virtual because it feels like people are just a lot more hungry for in-person at this time. But we do definitely hope to continue that, the mental health check-ins and, and give community that space. Think of the last time you were somewhere in person and someone asked how are you? And like, really asked it, like actually really asked it instead of it just being high. It's something that is so easy, so simple, but it's so meaningful for people. So I'm glad that you recognize that, that that's um, really cool. Oh, absolutely. You will never get a, um, oh, I'm fine for me. (laughs) Like you better have some time if you're going to ask me how I am. You know, like this is going to be a meaningful conversation, but I think I love this transition that's happening because when we put everything on mental health professionals, that creates a stigma around mental health that we can't share in our communities. We can only save it for the mental health professional. And of course we need the mental health professionals and they are there for a very divine purpose. But the more that we normalize mental health in our communities and in our conversations, the more people are free to like be who they truly are and be honest and truthful with themselves and with their community. So I really, I just thank you for going there and and doing that for people, especially because we talked about how it can be lonely in van life on the road as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that we do um, the people nearby. So on the app, um, wherever you are on the map, you can see a list of people nearby. We never show anybody's exact location with a pin and it'll say like, oh, Brie is less than five miles away, but it will never say like one or two or three um, because we are aware of privacy, but we do want people to be able to connect in real time. And we're already hearing these like beautiful stories about like, like just the other day we posted on our Instagram, the story about two women who, who connected through the list of people nearby on the app. And now they're traveling together because they like, they hit it off. And so like, the more we hear these stories, like every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh my God, it's, it's working. It's, it's just like, it hits me so hard. 
You put so much forethought into this app. I feel like there's such a unique quality to it. Um, and I'm just going to say it, women, we bring it like we we're so multifaceted. We're actually built to be multitaskers. And I feel like you're covering so much ground in this app in a really beautiful streamlined way. So that's pretty incredible. You feel like it's been an evolution over three years then? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so like when we launched in uh, 2019 of April, 2019, after like a year of, you know, blood, sweat and tears. And we were like, oh, we made an app. It's going to be great. Like, yeah, that's just like an easy thing to do. And then it launched and it was like a freaking belly flop. It was so bad. It was, the app was so bad um, that we're just, I'm glad we can laugh about it now, but we've definitely learned a lot. We put a lot of, of effort into, into creating what it is today. And it's in a place that we're really proud of it. Um, and we're really proud of the work that we've put in. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that, because I think this is really important for people to hear when you are following your dream, when you're following your soul's calling failure is necessary. It actually provides more information for you to pivot, to take a new path, to create new avenues to your dream. So that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it, at the time, you know, I think both Jess and I thought we were nuts for going. Cause it hurt. Like, you know, you put your blood, sweat and tears into something like everything. And it is you like, and it belly flops and <laughs> it, it hurts. It hurts really bad. And, um, I think Jess and I together, like, there's no way we would have continued if we didn't have the support of each other, but also, like our team and our, like, we had this, this, we knew how we could impact people. And I think that was the thing that was like keeping us going, despite wanting at times to do nothing but quit. That shows the power of community right there. You know, you have it in this kind of smaller nuclear family in your work family there, and you're bringing your experience out to the masses, which is really powerful. It's really incredible. So let's quickly talk about the transition from the van life app to seeker. Cause that just happened recently. And I love the new colors. There's something to my senses. Now, when I see that it's a feeling that has shifted. So I'd love to hear your words on that transition as well. So we have had the name Seeker for a long time and we just did not have the capital to do the rebrand that we knew it deserved. So we've been sitting on Seeker for a really long time. Um, and the reason is that van life is just exclusive, right? Like van life is not about a vehicle and having the name van life or van life app makes it about the vehicle and it's not. It's about like just getting outdoors and um, like pursuing the things that make you happy. And um, we were searching for a name for a long time. And I went to a farmer's market here in San Diego and we found these necklaces that, that, that this couple, like this older couple made um, in, their, in their garage uh, as a passion project. And it had quotes from, um, either really old dictionaries or um, like uh, old poems or, or something like that. And it was on a necklace. And the one I found was um, Seeker. 
S-E-E-K-E-R, and then the phonetic spelling was S-E-K-R, our spelling. And the definition was um, seeker, uh, someone inquisitive by nature in pursuit of higher, uh, of broader meaning and deeper understanding. And I was like, that's it. This is our name. Um, And I think it, it really represents the core of what we're doing. And not just we, as in me and Jess, but like all of us as people, we are searching for something um, and we don't know what it is yet, but an outdoor lifestyle helps us to kind of uncover and ask the questions that we need to be asked in order to find it. And like seeking never stops, like we just keep doing it. So, the the rebrand agency that we worked with gave us an incredible deal. Their name is Annecy. Um, we are we're a passion project of theirs, and they really were able to create and, and show our vision. It, like they manifested Seeker, uh, just the way that we needed it manifested. They were amazing. Mm, I love those moments of inspiration. Like that is the yumminess of life. And you're right. Like nature actually gets us in tune with our nature. It actually gives us the messages that I think we're seeking, but a lot of times the, that are, um, muddled up from all of the external stimuli coming in, you know, all of the, the thinking brain and the logical brain and the linear brain. And when we get into nature, we actually uncover our true nature. So I, I, I love that so much. And as I was walking through the meetup, I was like, oh, there's Seeker. I saw the van. I saw it from how far away. And I went directly there and started talking to Jess. It's just the colors, like the entire aesthetic and the feeling and the sense of it is completely different. So how important is diversity and inclusion to you in van life? Because I think that's something that is definitely needing to evolve and it is evolving at this point. Yeah, it, it is definitely evolving. And I, I mean, for me in general, my entire like adult career in academia has revolved around diversity and inclusion. Like when I did communication, all of my research was around people with stigmatized identities and how we navigate society um, to increase our positive experiences in the world. And I myself am a queer woman of color who is plus size. Like I got into it because of my experience in the world. So for me, the outdoor recreation industry is so far behind as far as diversity and inclusion is concerned. It's absurd. I'm telling you, like, we are so far behind compared to any other industry. We are almost exclusively, our industry is run and led by white men who are above the age of 40, right? Like, that is our industry. Those are the products that are being created. That's the demographic they're being created for. And my mission is to make it so that the next generation of outdoor recreation leaders are building businesses and not just nonprofits because capital actually gives us power to make change, right? 
So I want diverse people to not only be represented in images, which we make sure on our social media, online, like everywhere, we make sure it's diverse images, but also building leaders. Jess and I both mentor other founders and like we're really passionate about building leaders who will build more leaders and those people representing diverse voices. Yes. And bring in the money. I'm so glad you brought that up because when the money comes into the hands of people that believe in the hat that you're wearing, that's how wealth gets changed. And that's how we change an entire culture and community. So thank you so much for saying that. Jess, do you have anything to add? No, I think it's, I mean, obviously the things on social media are not always representative of the reality of this community. And especially like when you look at like hashtag van life, it's all, you know, white women butts out the van. And I think that's probably another reason we've wanted to kind of distance ourselves from that identity is because we do want to create a more inclusive space and we want people to feel comfortable and safe within our app, within our community. When they meet other people in our community, we want them to have the same values. Obviously not everyone's identical, but we need to embrace that um, together as a community. Mm, Yes. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful way to end the big portion. We only have a few minutes left. So really quickly, I'm just going to ask you the last question, which is who would your dream guest be and why? And if you can sum it up within like 60 seconds, that would probably help our timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Mine, when I originally heard this question, I was thinking for your podcast and my thought was Kit Whistler. Like Kit would be amazing for this podcast. And if you want an intro, let me know. I do. Um, The the person that I would want to interview is Arlen Hamilton, who I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know, and we'll probably have conversations, uh, deep conversations like this, but someone who's past Margaret Sanger, I would really love to talk to her. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. And like I said, yes, I will take all the introductions. If you feel like someone has a great message to share, this is my mission. This is my soul calling. Jess, where are you at with this question? I have to go with Marie Curie because like, she's been one of my like childhood, like heroes my whole life. And it's, it's honestly stems from this like female revolution. And I think that's similar to Brienne's person as well as women doing things that like people don't expect them to do. Um, And I think that's why she would be my person. My favorite thing is when anyone can take me out of my box, because I know it's not a box that I constructed on my own. And when somebody shifts that, I'm like, oh, it's time to take these walls down. Like I didn't even realize they were being built. So I love it when people can like blow my spirit with anything. So thank you for those inspiring people. And in the last minute, let everybody know where they can find you, support you, love you, be a part of this amazing community. Absolutely. Well, you can download the app on either the app stores or Google play it's seeker S E K R. Um, you can find the account on Instagram website. Um, and then if you want to follow me, Jess, uh, van there, and then Brienne is the ladies van. All right. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? No, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Lori, for having us. Your energy is just, I can feel it through the zoom call. Yes. I love this conversation and I'm so glad you're having these Uh, and spreading these messages because more people need to just, just listen and, and be part of them. Absolutely. You're welcome. And thank you for being here. I feel like it unfolded perfectly because Jess and I kept trying to do it in person at the meetup and it kept not happening. 
And in my spirit, I kept feeling like I wanted both of you, but of course I'm going to take an in-person interview as well, because there's something so dynamic about that. So I just feel like, you know, source energy did its thing and made this happen exactly how it should. So I appreciate your time and all of your love and kindness and all of your passion and wherewithal to keep moving forward with this because it's such a beautiful thing. Being a part of this community, I feel how beautiful it is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Hopefully I see you out on the road again. And with that, I'm going to wrap up. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Lori. And with that, let's normalize the struggles, celebrate the quirks, and lean into the light. From myself and Beezus the Brave, happy Wild Heart Revolution, friends. And here I sit, a plan, a van, in me, on the other side, a place that seemed impossible to me. Sometimes you just gotta jump, knowing it will be hard. It will push your edges. It could break you down so that you get to build back up. Sometimes you make the choice that lights up your dream world, but can be buried in your real world. What's your leap? The big one. The one you know will definitely break you open.